Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 112. I am Megan Kranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And today is going to be a solo episode. It's just me and I have a very important topic (laughs) that I want to get into, which is self-care. And you might remember if you have been listening, I did an episode with my sister back literally just right before all the crazy COVID stuff hit. So it was like in the very beginning of March, her and I recorded that episode together. We had no idea what was just around the corner for the whole world and for our family personally. Because um, yeah, we have just been through the ringer these last few months. Um, So that episode, I still think is a good one. We talk a lot about our, our own personal self-care. And then I also answered a bunch of questions more related to like skincare. If you are newer, I, in addition to being a mom and podcasting lady, <laughs> I am also a licensed esthetician and makeup artist. Um, I'm not working right now. I haven't been working since everything went into quarantine and then everything got crazy and in our life, but I have, I do still get a lot of skincare questions and if you have something, you know, specific, please send me a DM, a message. I'm happy to answer at any time. But that's a great episode if you haven't listened to it. We just, we go over a lot of like skincare basics or more in depth. And like I said, just kind of talk about self-care. But I wanted to do this follow-up episode because I had shared back in January, again, before I knew what was to come, that I really wanted to make self-care my goal for 2020. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I'm not like, new year, new me. But I, and it's funny too, because when I said that, I I didn't even necessarily know how I was going to do that. And, but I knew like somehow deep inside, I knew that I needed to take care of, better care of myself this year. Um, I'm going to kind of get into (laughs) what that means for me in a little bit. And then I was also thinking I might do like a update today and talk about some stuff with Logan and how he's doing and just kind of gearing up for Halloween, talk a little about Halloween preparation. But honestly, I feel like self-care is so important that it really needs its own episode. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about 
some things that have been going on with me, what I'm doing for self-care, what's actually helping. And then later I have some really great tips from you guys. I asked on Instagram and I got some really great self-care tips. So we will go over those too. But I think to get started today, I'm going to kind of back up a little bit, <laughs> give a little backstory. Also, just a warning, I'm about to get pretty personal. So <laughs> uh, just, just know you've been warned, trigger warning. Basically, since Logan was born, I really have taken a backseat. And I think most of you listening know exactly what I mean. And, you know, he just, he became my whole world. And I, I let a lot of things go that, you know, I, I'm not even saying it's like the wrong thing to do because I think as mothers, especially with little babies, like when he was little, I was just like trying to keep my head above water. <laughs> I often joke that I think parenting is a survival sport and I'm dead serious when I say that. Like I always tell, like, I don't, I'm not big on giving advice to new parents, but really all I say is like, just do what you have to do to like get through the day, to get some sleep, to get your baby to get some sleep. Like I don't judge anything, whatever you have to do to just like keep on trucking, just do it. And Logan was honestly an amazing baby. So it was more just like me, like I think mentally it was, you know, that shift of becoming a parent was, was like a lot. And then obviously when he got a little bit older, then it was like we were dealing with you know, delays and worried about milestones and obviously eventually special needs and autism, which honestly that came fairly early because I've mentioned this before, but I had him evaluated for early intervention at 18 months. So we started speech therapy and OT right at like 20 months before his second birthday. So it was definitely as much as like, you know, he wasn't diagnosed with autism until he was four. I feel like we've been like in this world for a very long time. And as a mother, I feel like I have just always been, you know, obviously putting his needs before mine, as I think most of us do. And then we had Liliana and that, you know, just once you have two kids and it's like juggling everything gets even harder. I feel like I took even more of a back burner uh, especially, especially when she was really little, she was a colicky baby and she was just like so difficult. <laughs> I know some people will say they don't like it when somebody refers to, or like if somebody asks you like, oh, is she a good baby? And like with Liliana, I would definitively say, no, <laughs> she was not a good baby. And I know some people don't like that, but honestly, after having good babies and then having what maybe you would refer to as a bad baby, I'm using air quotes you know the difference. Still love her to pieces. She's the best, but she was definitely not a good baby. Um, and it was a stressful time. It was, it was a, it was a tough time. Not long after she, a year later after she was born, that was when Logan got diagnosed. And again, just really trying to keep my head above water. And at a certain point, I feel like I did start to feel like we were kind of in our groove, at least a little bit. Uh, of course, then I got pregnant with Layla <laughs> She was a big surprise and that kind of threw me off. But even, even when I felt like I could handle the kid situation and I was, you know, doing it every day, I'm not saying I'm the best mom in the whole world, but I feel like I, I have a handle on it at least a little bit most of the time. <laughs> but even, even then I have never been good at the self-care piece and 
Logan will be eight years old in less than two months. And so, I mean, this has been, you know, eight years now that I have been really like neglecting myself. And I mean, not, not always a ton. I mean, sometimes better than others, but I've definitely, like I said, I've put myself in the back burner and all this to say, I basically have not, I really have not gone to the doctor other than like OB appointments when I was pregnant since like my mid twenties. I'm not even kidding. I know that sounds terrible, but I, I got pregnant with Logan when I was 27. It was like very shortly after Manny and I had gotten married. Um, and I, I, I think maybe like a year before that, maybe more was when I had gone to the doctor. So, I mean, we're talking like close to 10 years here, which sounds insane. And I'm not, I don't want anybody to do that. So like, if you need to go to just a regular checkup, do it. I can't even tell you for how long I didn't even have a a regular, like a, a, like a PCP, a primary care doctor until just very recently. And if I had, you know, an issue, I would go to like urgent care or, you know, Target or Walgreens have the minute clinic. I would, I would go there if I had strep throat or whatever. I did not have like a regular doctor to go to. That's not good. You, you really should have a regular doctor. And I'm talking about this stuff because I feel like there are so many layers to self-care and it means so many things, but, and this is not like the glamorous fun side of self-care, like going to the doctor, but this is arguably, in my opinion, the most important. And I feel like for a long time, I just didn't see that or I wasn't willing to see that because there was so many other things on the to-do list. But basically what kind of propelled me to to do all this and finally start taking care of my own health and making that a priority was back like just after my birthday, I was having some issues. And like I said, I'm about to get really personal, but basically I had a UTI and a yeast infection at the same time. So extremely uncomfortable. Ladies, I'm sure you can understand (laughs) where I'm coming from. So because of that, I made an appointment. And like I said, the only doctor I really had at this point was a gynecologist, um, which I couldn't even get into my gynecologist initially. I had to go to urgent care and they were able to diagnose me and, you know, give me medicine for the UTI and yeast infection. But while I was there, we did an exam and I, again, talk about being not taking care of yourself. I didn't even go to my six week checkup after I had Layla. Again, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but at that point I had three little kids. My life was insane. (laughs) It was truly, Layla had been in the NICU. We were just like, we had been put through the ringer. I, I, I felt fine. I had, you know, a, a, a pretty easy birth with her and, I felt like I was okay. I didn't have any tearing with her. So there was nothing like that that needed to be, no stitches to get checked on. That being said, you should absolutely go to your six week postpartum checkup. And again, none of this is like, this is a cautionary tale. This is not something that I would advise anybody to do. So basically when I go to urgent care to get checked out, I, I I knew that I I was, I was extremely uncomfortable. So they were like, oh, well you have a UTI anus infection. I'm like, well, that would tell me why. But while we were there, I had said, I was like, I feel like a heaviness in that area. And I wasn't sure what was going on. But basically the 
the the nurse there was like, you have a bladder prolapse. And again, I'm going to get, this is very personal, but I feel like this is important. It's not talked about enough. And I, I think it's actually, it happens a lot more than you would think. But I, I mean, I knew a little bit about it. Like I knew when she said the word prolapse, I knew what that meant, but I, I didn't know a ton. And honestly, most people who have had vaginal births are probably going to have some, some type of prolapse. So like I said, we're getting personal. I'm not going to keep saying this, but just, just want to let you know that's, that's where things are going here. So basically she diagnosed me there, but you know, they're not specialists at, at the urgent care. So she was like, make sure you do your follow-up with your doctor, which I'd already had scheduled since I had tried to get in with them. So I didn't end up going to my doctor for almost two weeks. And at that point, my UTI and yeast infection had cleared up. Thank goodness. But I was I was concerned about this prolapse because when I was at urgent care, the the nurse who had had checked me out kind of made it sound bad. <laughs> so I was I was definitely concerned about it, and I of course had been you know on on Doctor Google and reading all kind of crazy horror stories. Uh, so I was really wanting to get it checked out. So thankfully, the I actually saw the nurse practitioner that day at my OB's office. She was so kind and encouraging. And basically was just like, yes, you do have a bladder prolapse, but you know, it's, it's not as bad as they made it sound in urgent care. And she's like, this is very normal. We see this all the time, you know, with people who had vaginal births, I had three kids come out the old fashioned way. So things are, things are different. Basically just to give a quick little synopsis with, with, with a bladder prolapse, your, your bladder is basically like fallen. That's what I think you hear it as fallen bladder. Um, and you can have like rectal prolapse, you can have intestinal prolapse, but basically there, there is, my bladder is, is starting to come down in a way that it should not. And she had said at the time, you know, she recommended that I could do pelvic floor therapy or I could possibly have surgery. So I actually made a consultation for both. I made a consultation with, uh, this, the, the surgeon there at the office, and then also an appointment to go to PT for pelvic floor. I will say, since I had any of my kids, I I always heard this term pelvic floor therapy and how it was very beneficial. I knew some people who had done it and they said great things about it. I I really probably should have done this a long time ago, but again, this is a cautionary tale. This is like things that I should have done and didn't do. So I made the, made the appointment for both. And while I was there at my OB, I was telling her, I'm like, I'm also having a lot of back pain. And this is something that I've been experiencing for really the last probably year or so that I can really remember, but it's definitely gotten worse. And over the last like few months, especially when I'm driving and I did a lot of driving this past summer because I was taking Logan to therapy every day. I was taking my sister to radiation. Both those places are like about 40 ish minutes away from us. So I was in the car a lot and my back was just really hurting, kind of like mostly on my right side, sort of like mid to low back. And when I was telling this to my OB, she's like, well, she's like pelvic floor definitely can cause back pain if you have like a weak pelvic floor, but she's like back pain could be a million things. So she's like, I really think you should go see a PCP as well. 
So, like I said, I didn't even have a primary care physician, but I asked one of my neighbors, I said, do you have a PCP that you go to? Do you like somebody? And she ended up recommending one to me. And it was funny because while I was at the office then, I ran into another one of my neighbors. So <laughs> this doctor apparently services our whole neighborhood and she's, she's great. I'm really glad that I went. I should also back up one more time and say, while I was at the OB, um, I definitely was, I was feeling a little emotional because I was like I had said, I was really feeling like embarrassed and ashamed for putting off my own health and just self-care to the point where, you know, now it's like I have this bladder prolapse and I ha I'm having this back pain. And it was just sort of this realization of like, wow, I have really not been taking care of myself at even like a basic level. And that that's just, that's just not good. And I feel like it's so easy as moms and parents to just get so caught up in the day to day that we do start neglecting ourselves. And when you fall into routines like that, where you're, you're just not used to taking care of yourself, it's really easy to do that, especially when, you know, there's special needs involved when it's like, there's so many appointments and phone calls and meetings and things to keep up with more so than with typical children. It just, it, it, it feels like so much. So then to add your own stuff to the plate, like, well, I need to go to the doctor too. I need to go to the, the it just, it gets to be, it's a lot. And for me, like I said, I just ended up putting it off and putting it off until there were issues and that is not good. I, I really don't want anybody Anybody listening, if you have not scheduled like a regular checkup or whatever, please do that. Honestly, like pause the pod, go do that. Because I swear if there's one thing you take away from this, it's just to at, at a very basic level, take care of yourself, not just like self-care in the fun way, you know, getting massages or facials, whatever, like that's all great. But like, these are the things that, that really matter because as parents, we want to be able to take care of our kids for as long as we possibly can. And that's really why, why I wanted to get so personal and share all this today, because I just feel it is, it is so important. So basically, like I said, she was very, very kind with me. And she was like, you know, it's okay. Like you don't have to be hard on yourself, but she's like, now you need to really shift and, and take care of yourself. Cause she's like everyone who depends on you. And I was telling her about my sister who, if, you've, if you're listening, you probably know, but if you, in, just in case you don't, my sister was diagnosed with brain cancer this summer. She is in treatment. She's going to be doing chemo maintenance chemo for the next year. She lives with me. I am her main caregiver. I am the person who, you know, takes her to all of her appointments, often schedules appointments for her and, you know, is literally I was filling out my paperwork wrong. I was putting her birthday and her phone number on a lot of my paperwork because I'm so used to filling things out for her and for other people. More than once, I I put her information on, on. I've been to the doctor like more times in the past couple months than I have really my whole life. So I have to like really diligently remind myself, make sure you put your own information because I'm just so not used to being in the the patient role. I'm so used to being in the caregiver role. So I'm telling this to the OB and she's listening to me and she's like, you know, everyone who depends on you, you're not going to be able to take care of them unless you're taking care of yourself. And it, it, it was emotional for me to hear that. And it did, it struck a chord with me enough for me to make that next step to, like I said, find the PCP and say, okay, I'm going to go 
I want to look into this back pain. We'll figure it out. So I ended up going to the PCP and telling her sort of my whole, whole sob story at that point. And she's looking at first, she's actually had said, she's like, I honestly think your back pain could be more from stress because I was telling her about, you know, I have three kids and my oldest has autism and my sister has brain cancer. And, you know, I'm trying to just live my life every day. And she's like, it really feels like this could just be from stress, which I told her, I'm like, I wouldn't doubt that stress was attributing to it, but I'm like, something's wrong with my back. It's not, this is not like normal pain. And again, just going back to like neglecting yourself, my, my back pain has gotten worse and it's, what what really shocks me is the, the things that we just learn to deal with and put up with and not take care of. Because like I was realizing that not only was it like impacting my, my day to day, just like, especially when I was like playing with the kids on the floor, like getting up off the floor was super painful, way more painful than it's been before and more painful than it should be for sure. Or like if I had to sneeze, I was like bracing myself because I knew it was going to hurt to sneeze. Um, and like I said, driving, like things that I have to do every day were, were really becoming more and more painful. So I was explaining this to her and she kind of starts poking around my back. And like I said, my, my pain is more on the right side. So at first she's on the left side. I'm like, no, that's fine. That's fine. And she's kind of like using her fists and she's going, going pretty, pretty intense. And basically she, when she moved to the right side, she just hit this spot and it was painful. It hurt. It, it literally, it had me in tears and she felt so bad. She's like, I'm so sorry. But again, she was kind of thinking that my pain was caused by stress at that point. She was not realizing the extent of my pain. So her initial worry was that it was maybe something to do with my kidneys because that was right where the pain was on that right side. So she kind of sat me down and really sort of had to come to Jesus with me. And I had just kind of done this with the OB a couple weeks earlier talking about, you know, taking care of myself and putting myself first. Um, but like I said, I was already kind of teary because she, <laughs> she had punched my back and it hurt. And she was just so kind with me and was like, listen, you have so much on your plate and she's right. And most of you, really all of you listening, you all do too. I know you do. But she was like, you know, you are not taking care of yourself. You are neglecting yourself. And, you know, this, she's like the pain that you're experiencing now. She's like, you know, that this is, this is worse than it should be basically saying like, there's definitely something, there's something going on here. And again, not, not shaming me for, for waiting so long, but kind of saying like, you need to take this seriously now. Like we, we really need to like be diligent to figure out what's going on. And was, was super kind with me and super gentle. And she's like, so not only are we going to, you know, really look into this and figure out what's going on, but she's like, I really want you to start taking care of yourself in a more real way. And she ended up recommending to me, which was such a blessing. There is a cancer resource center that's local to us. Um, basically that offers, it offers free services for cancer patients, but also to their family. So Melissa is doing like meditation classes with them. They have group therapy. They do yoga. A lot of it is virtual right now because of COVID. But 
she basically was telling me not only do they do all this for cancer patients, but they offer it to their families and to caregivers as well. So she literally like put a note in my chart with their phone number and who to call. And she was like, I I really want you to take advantage of this. And she's like, I just know, I know it's, it's, it's so needed for you right now. And she was just like, she was so kind and gentle with me, but she was firm. And she was just like, again, you cannot take care of all these other people unless you're taking care of yourself. And for some reason, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. It it really clicked with me that day. I think because, again, I was, I was feeling this physical pain and I, sometimes that physical pain almost like brings out the emotional pain or the mental. And, and it, it just, it made me realize like, wow, I really have neglected myself up until now. And I have to stop doing that. I have to shift my mindset and take care of myself in in a real way, not just like the day to day, like, you know, there's things that I enjoy doing. And I'm going to talk about those later too. But these are, these are the really important things that we just, we can't let go. So basically from there, I, we had, uh, I did a, a kidney ultrasound. Thankfully, my kidneys are fine. That was uh, a big thing. And we're honestly, I'm not going to share everything, just I'm still waiting to hear about some stuff. But basically what we found, I had an x-ray done at my back and I have arthritis, which is really a bummer because the the type of arthritis that I have, I mean, I think all arthritis, I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I'm still learning. I just found this out last week. Um, but it's, it's a degenerative thing. So I was really hoping it was going to be something that we could kind of fix or, you know, get better. Um, it doesn't necessarily seem like that's going to be the case. I think that, you know, there's hopefully ways that we can treat it so I can have less pain and have it not get worse from here. But that was definitely a bummer to hear because, like, I'm 35. You don't usually hear about arthritis when someone's, like, you know, younger. I don't want to say I'm young at this point because I'm not. Um, But I, yeah, so in my lower back, mainly on the right side where I was having the pain, I have arthritis. I have bone spurs. So that's been what is causing my pain, which is, like, a total bummer. But it's also, in, in some ways, I'm like, okay, well, at least I know I'm not crazy. Like, this pain is real. It's not just in my head. So I'm, I'm, I did start doing PT for my back. So I'm doing pelvic floor PT and back PT now. And I, I've only had a couple sessions, so I can't say too much, but she is wonderful. But honestly, both I, I started pelvic floor therapy this past week too. And both of them have been wonderful. And this is something in the past I, I know I wouldn't have done. I would not have taken, you know, the hour out of my day at this point twice a week because it's two different appointments to to do this, to take care of myself. But this was something that I said, I'm like, okay, if you're going to do this, you need to really commit to this. And this, it, that's really how I look at it is like time that I am taking care of myself. And again, it's not the most fun or the most glamorous, but it is an investment that I am hoping to, you know, see the benefits of in, in the future and hopefully for years to come. So I've started doing the back PT. I have a follow up with my doctor in a couple weeks. So hopefully we can talk about, you know, some more treatment options and and what to do with, uh, the arthritis. And like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll update when I have more information, but that's kind of my whole health saga 
up until now. I was literally just back at the <laughs> outpatient again today doing some more blood tests and ultrasounds and whatnot. And like I said, I've been to the doctor more in the past couple months than I have in like, it feels like my lifetime. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to finally be taking care of myself. Oh, the other awesome thing is, so I did start counseling. I, I called that resource center. I think it was literally the next day. And I was like, you know what? I just have to do this. I got to bite the bullet and do it. And so it's, it's virtual. We, we did one session like over zoom. Now we're just talking on the phone. Just, it's a little bit easier. And I, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that the doctor recommended that to me and that that's a resource available to me. I feel like so often there, there are so many things, and we talk about this with autism all the time on the show, where it's like there's so many things that are out there and you just have to like find them. So do some digging if it's like you, if you need, if you're, if you're struggling or even if you're not, even if you just, but you want to be taking care of yourself and, you know, counseling or therapy is something that is, is appealing to you or that you're ready to do. Even if it's, you know, if the cost is, is concerning to you, there, there are really are like so many resources and things available. My, my best friend is a therapist. We need to do a mental health episode. We've talked about this a million times, but she's even told me, you know, there are like graduate students at, at colleges. If there's any like local colleges like near you, they need hours to be able to graduate and like to, you know, move on to the next, the next step in their, getting their license. And they'll, they, you can have therapy for free with graduate students who, you know, like the next month they could be charging however much for, for their services. But if you see them when they're in this part of their program, you can, there's, you can get free therapy. So there's, there's always like some thing available. And I know, again, it's one more thing to add to your plate that you probably don't want to do. And it's a phone call that you don't want to make because you've made 20 or phone calls that day. I trust me. I get that. <laughs> I get that so hard, but that's why I, I wanted to have this conversation because that putting myself on the back burner and neglecting myself got me nowhere. It actually got me a lot worse for wear <laughs> to where I'm at now. And I'll be honest, I'm really thankful. I, I'm not someone who struggles with like, you know, anxiety on like a daily basis or mental health issues. I'm lucky. I really am. Cause I know I'm close to many people that do, and I see what a challenge it is. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I never really considered therapy in the past for myself personally. Although when Melissa was first, when Logan was first diagnosed, and then again, when Melissa was diagnosed this past summer, I had so many people saying, are you talking to someone? Like you, you should probably look into that. And I kind of kept brushing it off because I, I am someone who, thankfully, I do have like a really positive outlook and that's not something I struggle with. But at the same time, we all have things that we need to be working on in ourselves just to like evolve and and to grow and to get better. And I'm personally always working on that. But having someone to talk to who's unbiased, you know, doesn't know my whole life because I, I have wonderful friends and people in my life that I share to and I talk to all the time. But this is someone who is just talking to me and, you know, I can kind of dive into these details and things that maybe I are, are not as comfortable to talk about with somebody else. And it's, I, I've only done a, a couple sessions and it's already, I feel like it's been really beneficial and I'm really 
like I said, I'm so, I'm so thankful to the doctor for recommending that to me. And I'm just glad that I actually bit the bullet. And like I said, that everything kind of clicked and I'm like, okay, these are things that I have to be doing for myself. And normally I would probably feel guilty and I would talk myself out of it. And I would say, Oh, I need a babysitter. Oh, I need, you know, this time. I don't have any time to do that. But now it's like, I'm trying. I was going to say, I'm shutting that out, but honestly, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I still have those moments, but I'm, I'm just, regardless of having those feelings, I'm just going, I'm just trudging through. I'm looking at it like therapy that Logan has to do, or that my sister has to do. Like the, this is just like, this has to be, it has to happen. And like my therapist was saying this past week, she's like, you know, when you're so used to putting yourself on the back burner and it's like everybody else, you're taking care of everybody else all the time. It really can feel really foreign to, that's the word she used. <laughs> it can feel really foreign to not necessarily put yourself first, but she's like, you need to just put yourself on the map. That's where you need to be. Cause it's like, I had been so far off the map for a long time and it, it's, it's making me realize more and more that like, this is what I need to be doing right now. And that's really why I wanted to share this message because if you're listening and this sounds like you in any way, I hope this resonates with you. Like it did with me when I had that conversation with my doctor to, to just put yourself on the map to, to even in a little way, even in a small way, if it's one appointment, you know, for a checkup or, you know, for, I mean, as women, like we have to, you have to take care of yourself. You have to get things checked out. Like there's just, there's no, it's a non-negotiable. And I had been doing that. I had not been taking care of myself. So that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Like I said, this is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll update and we'll, I'll let you guys know how I'm doing. But so far, I'm just happy to be you know, putting, putting in the work in some way. And it's, I, I feel like it's not easy to do, but I'm glad I'm doing it. And I, I know that in the end it's, it's going to be, it's going to be worth it. Okay. So that's my whole health journey and kind of where I'm, where I'm starting today in terms of self-care, because like I said, I feel like this is like the big stuff of, of self-care. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll get into some of the more little stuff it's honestly still big, some big stuff. And then also the, the tips that I got from listeners. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT. And I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. 
all one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audio book. Okay, so jumping back in. Like I said, the biggest takeaway I want you to take from this episode is take care of your health, make those appointments. But, you know, there's day-to-day stuff that I have been been working on that I think has been really helping my mindset. And I will say this this season of, you know, basically starting since March, you know, quarantine and COVID, us having COVID, my sister being diagnosed with brain cancer. I mean, we, we've just, we've been through it. But at the same time, I feel like because I have been putting these, you know, self-care measures into practice, I, I really do feel like it is, it is really helped because I think, again, I'm lucky. I have a, a positive mindset. I feel like it would be really easy to, you know, get to the, that low place. And I have consciously been working on, you know, taking care of myself in, in any way that I can in the day-to-day stuff. And I think what that starts with is being more intentional and kind of shifting perspective on, on really everything. And, you know, just enjoying the time that I do have that fills me up. So whether that's just like my, you know, morning coffee routine, which I truly love, it means so much to me, (laughs) or, you know, something like going to get a massage or whatever, like those are all, it, it, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's like, if you're doing something with the intention of like, this is me time. This is time for myself. This is time that I deserve and I need. I think that that makes, makes everything just that, that mind shift, that, that shift, it makes everything feel bigger than it is. So like I said, like when I have my morning coffee, that really is like my slow down time. And even when we were in, in Logan was home and I had, you know, all my crazy kids and everything was going nutty. That was always the time where I'm like, I don't care. The kids can watch a movie. The kids can be on their tablets and have a, have a snack or whatever. Like I just kind of wanted that time to start my day to like have that quiet time and sort of reset. And I look forward to that every morning. Now Logan is in school and the bus picks him up super early. So by like seven, ten ish, like then I actually do have some real quiet time because <laughs> he's he's out of the house, which I'll get into that more in a little bit. Um, but like I said, just having that intention, I think is is so important, and that mind shift to be like you know, like I said, this is time that I deserve because I feel like there was there was times before where. I would feel more guilty for doing that kind of stuff. And I'm not even necessarily saying like time just for myself, but some of the things I'm going to share here, I feel like shifting that perspective to be like, even if it's something you don't want to be doing in the moment or it's not like fun for you necessarily, when you know that like it's going to help you in the long run, that's kind of more where I'm coming from when I say like being intentional with your time and like shifting your perspective on things. So keep all that in mind when you listen to my, my list here. Um, the first thing I do want to say though, and this is going to come up later because a couple of other people said this too for their tips, but really trying to spend more time 
with Manny, with my husband. And we have definitely stepped it up in terms of like date nights and, and making more time for ourselves. And like I said, even in the midst of all this craziness, I mean, we didn't go out for a very long time because of COVID, but uh, we, I feel like we've done a decent job at that. We've definitely gone on more dates in, in these past, past year, I would say, than we have like in a long time. We used to have a date like basically for our anniversary every year and like maybe one of our birthdays if we were lucky. Like truly we were averaging like two dates a year. It was pretty sad. So I'm <laughs> very, I'm thankful. I think both of us realized like, okay, we need to, we need to step it up. And honestly, there's, there's definitely still room for improvement. I think we're still... We're still working on it. I I am definitely still working on it. Manny is a he's he's such a great guy. He really is. And like there's little things that mean a lot to him that I sometimes don't do. Like he said to me the other day, he was like, "We never like watch a show together at night anymore." And that's honestly because a lot of times my back hurts and I want to go lay in my bed. <laughs> and that's that's like the truth that's that's and I told him that I'm like honestly sometimes sitting on the couch hurts and standing up hurts but like laying in bed I have like a really thick memory foam (laughs) pad on my bed it's a lot more comfortable so sometimes it's like we eat dinner and normally we would yeah like lay on the couch and watch a show together but I have been going to lay in bed a lot more and so there's like that push pull of like oh this is what I want to do but this is what my husband wants to do so I need to get better at just kind of prioritizing that and having having more of those moments with him. Um, but like I said, I feel like in terms of like date nights and alone time, I think we've gotten a little better, but always a work in progress. But I think that that is so, so important. When when Kelly from Growing Up Stephen was on a few weeks ago, when she was talking about that, I was listening. And I feel like all of us need to listen to that because, you know, taking care of your marriage is only going to help your kids. And neglecting your marriage is that's not good for you that's not good for your kids that's not good for anybody and that can lead to a bad a bad road I think we all know that so it's hard and I think starting start small but do whatever you can do to take care of your marriage and to you know like I said not only put put yourself on the map but put your partner on the map too because that that really is so so important Um, okay. But the next thing I want to talk about, so like I said, in terms of, you know, being intentional, I have been organizing my house lately. And if you know me in real life, I am like the most unorganized person ever. I am so type B. I'm not even type B. I'm like type, I always say I'm type Z. I don't even know. I am just like, I'm chaos all the time. (laughs) Like that is just who I am. I never, I'm never on time for anything. I am like so disorganized. And honestly, for a long time, I felt like that kind of worked for me because I was like, I like to say organized chaos. I'm really good at figuring out chaos. I will say that because it's gotten me up to this point. But I, I just felt like our whole house kind of needed a shift. We've been living here for four years and we've just accumulated so much crap, like so, so much crap. And I don't know why, but it was like, I, I just felt like it was time. And I had kind of been saying to Manny, like, I need to clean the closets. Like I've been thinking about it. And then there was a show on Netflix. I can't remember what the actual show was called. Something the, 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 basically it was about these organizers who have a company called the home edit. I think it was called like get organized with the home edit. 
And if you haven't watched it, I really encourage you to. Um, and I was, I just clicked it on one day and literally after like one episode, it, it just, it made sense to me. And again, because I'm someone who never has organized before and has always been like thriving in chaos. My, my, my mom also is not, not organized. She's probably listening and she will, oh, I just dropped something. Sorry. (laughs) She will agree with me. She is not an organized person. And that's basically how I live my life. That's just always how I've been. But watching this show, somehow it clicked with me because even in the past when I've tried to organize, I have not been successful at like keeping things organized. And I think the main reason why that I learned from the show, like the best thing I learned was it's not just about getting rid of stuff, although that probably is the most important is like getting rid of stuff you don't need. But there, the things that really clicked with me and I feel like have made a huge difference is so there, there are steps are like number one, edit, which means get rid of it, throw it out, donate it, take it to Goodwill, whatever. Number two is categorize. So like put, you know, like with like, which again, not so bad. I could do that in the past. I've tried that. But the third step, the thing that like really I feel like makes the biggest difference is contain. So edit, categorize, contain. And they have all these like beautiful acrylic boxes and labels and pretty containing stuff. And Honestly, I have gotten some containers. I haven't gotten anything like they have a brand they sell at the container store that is really expensive. I have not done that. All my all my containers are from Target. <laughs> they were like two bucks. But I think that contain part was really what made sense to me because the first thing I did was organize my makeup drawer. And I got these little like small container divider things, like I said, from Target. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pare this down. I have a ton of makeup. Like I said before, I'm a makeup artist and I'm not even talking about like my work makeup because I have a a ton like in a to-go like train case that I take on jobs. But this is like my everyday makeup. I, you might've seen it. I posted my my Instagram stories. My makeup drawer was just like a tornado. It was, there was tons of like, you know, old stuff, half used stuff, stuff that I just wasn't using anymore. So the first thing, yeah, going through it, cleaning it all out, categorizing, you know, like here's my, my foundations, here's my eyeshadows, things like that. Putting them all into little containers. Just starting with that one drawer gave me like so much peace of mind. And it made me realize like, I think I can do this. I think I can do this with the rest of my house. And so I, I finished doing all the drawers, my vanity. I actually, to be honest, I still haven't done, I have one more drawer to do. And it's like my my hair stuff. That's like my big stuff that I don't use that often. So I've been putting it off, but, but I did Manny and I have like a shared drawer where he has like all his stuff that I have like another hair drawer. Guys, I have a lot of beauty products. <laughs> I'm definitely a beauty junkie. Um, and then I did underneath my, my sink, which was huge. That was, there was so much just like falling out. I could barely even close the cabinet door every time. And I just realized like, wow, taking the time to organize these things. And it does take time. It really does take time pays off so big though. The, the, what you get in return is so big. So then I ended up doing, I did my closet, which was huge. And I record in my closet. I'm sitting in my closet right now. My dream is to one day turn this into like a cool, cute, like recording studio space right now. It is just a closet, but it's, it's so much nicer to be in here when it's like organized. And I, again, I got rid of a ton of stuff that I didn't wear. So it's like pared down to really only stuff that I wear. And 
it just like it feels like you can breathe when you just like have things organized. I did our 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 front closet, like our entryway, which was horrific. It basically was just like a catch-all for everything. If I just wanted something like out of the way, anything with a door that you can close in my house, basically it's like you're going to open that that door and it was going to be like, you know, just like a comedy scene of things like falling on your head. Although it's not, it's not comedic when those things are actually falling on your head. But that was truly like any space in my house, like any drawer, any door, it was bad. So I did, I did the closet that was huge. It again just gave me so much peace of mind. I did. I had this like huge drunk door in our kitchen that I I did, and that has been that alone has been huge because we are constantly using things that are like in that junk drawer. You know, it's where I keep like my pens and my scissors or, or like batteries and things that we were constantly digging through that drawer for, like extra cords. Now all have a place, so it's like when you need something, not only can you super easily find it. But it's like you can super easily put it away and it's not a big thing. And then lastly, I just recently did my pantry, which was huge. And I've been putting that off because I knew it was going to be a huge project. And it, it did take me a long time. It took me like several hours to like really, again, go through, throw out old food, things that were expired or just about to be expired. And just just really pare it down because, again, even our pantry had become like a catch-all for a lot of things. And then go through it and contain it and put everything into categories. It took a long time, but now it's like every time I step in my pantry, and I cook a lot, so my pantry is used <laughs> a lot. Um, it just like it makes my life feel so much nicer every time I step in there. I'm like, oh, I know where everything is, and like the kids, like they can grab their snack, and it's not, you know, I I, I feel like it's helpful for them too because like they can see everything. We can all we know what's in there, so. Yeah, I, I could go on and on about organizing because honestly, it really has like, it's it's been a game changer in the Carranza house. Um, but yeah, that is something that I feel like in the past, I've been like, I don't want to do that. That is That does not sound like fun, but it has made such a difference and it's made like my day-to-day -day life so much better. So I would say that that is self-care. And I would also say start small. Don't start with like a closet. Really start with one drawer because I feel like that that you have to see how it works and how you can make it work for you before you can move on to the big stuff. Because the big stuff, it is like a, it's a real time. It takes a long time and it's, it's hard to kind of like, when you start with that big thing, you might not do anything else because you're overwhelmed by that, but just start small and then give yourself time to do these projects and it is, it is so worth it. And watch that show, the home edit. Although take it with a grain of salt. Cause like I said, my, none of my stuff looks, looks like as pretty as, as their stuff on the home edit, but I'm totally okay with that. I'm not, I like their whole thing is like, we want it to be functional and beautiful. I mainly just want it to be functional. I, I like it to be like beautiful enough. <laughs> so, okay. So that's one thing. And then also kind of in terms of organizing, I'd also, I shared this on a Instagram story a while back, but basically when Melissa had first gotten diagnosed and she was doing her radiation and she had, she was doing PT and OT and Logan was back in therapy. So he had, you know, ABA and speech therapy. We just, and she had a million doctor's appointments outside of that too. We just, we had so many appointments and every day was real. There was, there was something every single day. And now, now things have kind of died down a little bit because she's done with radiation, but still she has a lot of appointments. I now have a bunch of appointments that I'm doing 
Logan still has all his stuff. The girls still have their, like, there's just always something going on. And in the past, I'd always use my phone as my, my calendar. And I, you know, would, would put on the day or I would set reminders. Like I put my, you know, podcast recordings in my phone and that had worked out well enough. But especially when my mom was here with us, cause she was here with us for like a month or so after Melissa came home from having her surgery it was it was a lot for her to keep track of so i was like you know what i'm going to get some kind of calendar i will i'll put it up on like the pantry door we can all look at it and initially i was going to get a monthly calendar but then when i went to get one i was at target uh they had a weekly calendar and i was like i actually think this would be better cuz i feel like for me sometimes when i look at like the whole month it gets a little overwhelming but also things change so much that i'm like maybe weekly is better cuz then we can just sort of like focus on the, on the task at hand. So it's nice too, because obviously like if it's a weekly, there are bigger spaces for each day. So every week I just go through, and again, most of this is in my phone, but I will just take it from my phone and put it up on the, it's a dry erase. I'll write it down in there. And then I have like, there's two sections on the bottom. One is like a list where I'll put, you know, household like groceries, or if there's something else we need, make a, just jot it down on there. And then there's another section that I kind of make like my to-do side. So if I, there's phone calls I need to make or paperwork I need to fill out. And that honestly has really helped even just like seeing it on the board. Because a lot of times like those were the things that maybe I had a list going on my phone, but most of the time were just like in my head. And sometimes I would end up like procrastinating a little bit too much because they were just in my head. I didn't have to look at them. But now it's like every time I go to open the pantry, I see those things on my to-do list just staring at me being like, hey, Megan, you should probably do these things. So I've been actually getting more of that stuff done because I have it on the list. And it's it's satisfying to, you know, take that eraser and erase it off my board. So again, a little thing, something in the past that I have not have not really done or would not keep up with, but I have been keeping up with that. And I really think it's because it's a weekly calendar. I feel like if it was a monthly calendar, I would not take the time to go through the entire month, but doing it every, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning, I put all the appointments on there and kind of any of my little to do's or the lists that we need. And it's, it's made a big difference. If anybody else, you know, if Manny notices that we need toothpaste or whatever, he'll write something down. It's, it's just been a good thing. For a lot of people listening right now, you're probably like, wow, Megan, you really are like, how have you not, you know, organized your closets or had a to-do list or had a calendar? This maybe sounds like child's play to you, but this is where I'm at. And maybe some of you listening are, are more where I'm at. So, or even with the appointments thing too. I'm sure there are people listening. Like I was telling my neighbor how I hadn't gone to the doctor and she was like, oh my God, like she couldn't believe that I hadn't gone. And I, I would way rather be like her than like me, but I know there are people like me out there. So solidarity if you're like me. <laughs> um, but yeah, the weekly calendar has been wonderful. So in terms of like, that's, so that's kind of like organizing, like getting my life together. And like I said, kind of having that like shifted perspective that like, these are things that are maybe kind of tedious or not fun to do, but they help in the long run. There are also things that I just do daily or try to do daily that just like fill my cup. And those things I think are are so important. And again, where, where we need to like put that intention behind it, because even if it's a little thing, but it makes you feel better, then really it's a big thing. So like I was saying, I always take that time in the morning to drink my coffee. You can ask me any, ask my sister, like 
it's honestly, and and it's not like a quick, like I'm not like, I'm not chugging this coffee. Like that is the only time that I really will take for myself to like have some quiet time. And typically, like I was saying, now Logan is at school. So he gets on the bus super early. And at that point, Manny's already left for work. My sister is still sleeping. Layla is still sleeping. It's really just me and Liliana. And she is, she's very self-sufficient, honestly, for a four-year-old. She, I always say, I'm like, I could, I could leave her. I never would. I never would. (laughs) But if I like needed her to babysit, she, I swear to God, she could. She is like very responsible, very self-sufficient. I will still like get her breakfast and kind of get her set up, but she's happy to like play by herself or color or, you know, watch her tablet just while like mom has some chill time and drinks her coffee. And she knows that's what we do in the morning. That's just like how we start our day. So I used to always watch Gilmore Girls in the morning. That was like my, I always say it's like my comfy sweater show. It just like is very comforting to me. And I've seen every episode like 108 times, but I just, I just love it so much and I still watch it. But what I've started doing in the morning, and this has been so much fun, is watching like old movies. I mean, not super old, but more from like the nineties, like just nostalgic kind of rom-coms and it just like is such a lovely way to start my day. <laughs> and I know everyone probably thinks like, well, movies are for nighttime. And I would think that too. But I don't know why. I just randomly, I, I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about a different movie, but I, I, I ended up watching My Best Friend's Wedding, which is on Netflix. And I watched it one morning and I was just like, this is so lovely to just drink my coffee and, you know, watch this this old movie. I haven't seen it forever, but I love so much that I've seen it a million times. And it was just so nice. And then so like a couple days later, I watched Fool's Rush In, which is another like wonderful, you know, 90s rom-com that I just love so much. And it just makes me so happy. It just like put a smile on my face. It reminded me of, you know, when I used to watch those movies when I was much younger. And I I love anything nostalgic, especially from the 90s. I was born in 85, so I definitely consider myself like a 90s kid. So any like movies and TV shows from that time, it it... It's comforting in like such such a special way. I I can't even. I mean, I'm sure people who are around my same age probably get that with the things that you know they feel nostalgic for. But yeah, listening to like music from the '90s also it it's just it's so it just really does fill my cup and it's a really it's for me it's a really nice way in the morning to just kind of start my day. So that's something that I've been really enjoying lately. And then another thing that I would say is finding creative outlets. And I I am a creative type person. I've always been that way. I always was into you know like doing art projects. Or when I got older, I was into doing theater and I just like need a creative outlet. So in a lot of ways, like being a makeup artist fulfills that for me. I really enjoy, I love doing makeup. I love making people feel pretty. It's been different obviously now because of COVID. So like all my weddings this summer were postponed and I didn't have anything. I've had, a, I've done like friends makeup for little events here and there. Um, but that is something that for me really does like fill my cup. And podcasting is another thing too. Like just having this creative outlet, talking to people, it it gives me like some sense of routine where I'm, again, I'm not like a type A person, I'm a type B or whatever, where I can just kind of like float all the time. So it's like, I need, I need some things to like ground me. And sometimes having a creative project, especially one like this, like with the podcast, that's a weekly thing that I, I kind of... I have to show up for, but I want to show up for. That has been wonderful for me. So, you know, maybe for you, 
it's writing a blog. Maybe it's not even sharing that blog, but it's just like having, having that outlet, I think is so important. You know, now with Halloween coming, I, I, again, I love makeup and it's been so much fun, like getting the kids costumes together. And I have like kind of a little costume. It's mostly just makeup that I'm going to do that I'm excited about. And that, that is so fun for me. And just like little, little projects, little crafting projects. If I, you know, come up with something I want to do, I love making wreaths. I haven't made one in a while. I probably should make another one. But that's just like fun stuff for me to do. And it like keeps me busy in, in a different way than, you know, my daily life keeps me busy. It's like fun busy. Uh, I even said to Melissa, I'm like, you need to pick a makeup look because I'm like, I just want to have fun and do fun Halloween makeup. And that's just like a nice creative outlet. And it just, it, it makes me feel good. I would even say cooking for me is that too. I, I have like some recipes that I make all the time that are kind of favorites and you know, Manny and I and my sister, we all love them and I make them on a fairly, you know, regular basis. But I love finding a new recipe. And, you know, I'm I've been cooking for a long time. So I don't necessarily follow a recipe, but I just kind of get like the baseline from it. And I'm like, ooh, if I'm gonna I'm gonna actually add this instead of this, or I'm gonna cook it this way. And that's really fun for me. I also enjoy eating. So <laughs> when you make a good meal, then you get to eat it. It's great. And that's what I like to do. Um, so that's another just like fun little thing for me. Um I will also say, and I don't want to like harp on this, but obviously there's an election coming up. Vote people. I voted already. I voted early, like several weeks ago. Melissa and I went out like pretty much as soon as we could and we voted. Um, but in terms of like anytime there's an election or anything political, really, <laughs> um, I think it is important to just kind of like protect yourself from a lot of the negativity that's online. Like personally, I really don't go on Facebook. I go on like for the podcast if I'm, you know, posting something or whatever, but I, I really don't like scroll through Facebook. I just, I don't, I just don't. It, it's, it's just too much negativity, too much fighting. I feel like Instagram is better, although I feel like sometimes it still happens there too. So just for your own like mental health and sanity, you know, and I'm not saying don't be informed because of course, like you should know, you should know what's going on enough and you should definitely vote. Um, but avoid, avoid what you have to in terms of like online negativity with like political stuff or, or, or even in, in real life. If you, if there's somebody who, you know, like you're going to get into it cause you have like different political views it's not just like, well, we're, we're just, we'll just avoid talking about it. For me, it's like, just don't hang out with that person. <laughs> and whether it's like a political view or any kind of view, if there, are, if there are people who are bringing you down, whether it's like social media, someone you know, or someone you don't know, I am not one of those people who like really compares myself to those on, on social media. I just, I, I don't really put much stock into it, honestly. I, I enjoy it for what it is. And I, there's, Everyone who I follow, I genuinely enjoy following. And that's it. That's what it is to me. I have not watched The Social Dilemma. I know that it is. Everyone's talking about it. Although now I feel like it's, that was like a few weeks ago. I'm behind on like everything, but I've not watched it. Um, but I, anytime anyone talks to me about it and tells me about it, I'm like, I, I, I totally understand why that's important. But the way that I operate with social media is it's like, I really just use it for the good stuff and I don't worry about any of the negative stuff, negative stuff. But if you're seeing a lot of that and it's it's making you mad or it's making you frustrated, like hit unfollow, remove it off your phone, like whatever you have to do to just kind of like protect your own like mental health and sanity, I think is super, super important. 
Um, okay, so that's another big thing. And then let's see what else. Um, I've really been enjoying, and I, I always love taking baths, but especially because my back hurts. Um, my sister got me this eucalyptus Epsom salts and not only is it lovely and it's like a nice soak is just good for my, my sore back. Um, but the eucalyptus smells so good and it makes the whole bathroom just smell like a spa. And she was saying that too, cause she got some for herself. So it's like even just a little thing, like getting yourself a new bubble bath or a new bath salt like that. I, I always enjoy baths and I take them like pretty frequently cause my back does hurt and they really do help my back. But you know, kind of elevating that just a little bit. And on that same page, I have just recently gotten a new pair of pajamas and slippers, which I will credit my friend, Mary Susan from the mom and bear podcast. She had suggested this like a while ago, how getting a new pair of pajamas can just make you feel like a million bucks. And it's so true. And I'm not talking about like, you know, pajama pants that are like right now I have on like joggers that could kind of pass for pajamas or loungewear, whatever. But I got like a pair of pajamas like they have a, a a constellation like star print like they're not something I would wear out in public by any stretch but they are so comfy and cozy and they just they make me so happy and I got a new pair of slippers while I was at it because why not I love slippers speaking of that Manny also just recently got me a new pillow he had gotten himself one and I was jealous so he got me one too and it's so cozy and it's again it's just little stuff like that that can make you feel so much better and just like give you that that little bit especially at the end of the day like who doesn't want to put on some cozy jam take an Epsom salt bath put on some cozy jammies and lay on a nice comfy pillow like that is just lovely um and then kind of on the same page another little thing that I like to do and I forget about this a lot but I love diffusing oils I am not like an oily mama I'm not super into oils I don't like sell or buy any of like the MLM <laughs> ones. Um, I bet mine like at the grocery store, but I, I love the smell of oils. And I just feel like when I, when I remember to put my diffuser on, it just like elevates my mood. And I love particularly lemongrass. That's like my favorite scent. It's like fresh and just lovely and, but not offensive. Sometimes oils are like really strong smelling. Um, that has been, if I remember to do that, that, that really does like put me in a better mood. And it just like all day long, I'm like, Oh, it smells so nice in here. And it's just like another, it's a little thing that makes such a difference. And it, I, I, I love that. So maybe you have a different scent or something else, but if you, I'm not really a candle person more so because of the kids. I just worry, especially with Logan with like the flame. I, I enjoy candles. I, I really like like the ambiance and, and the smell, but the diffuser to me is a little bit safer. So just a little something, but if you like a candle, light a candle, or if you have an oil diffuser that you're not using or, or buy one, they're cheap. They're not like, I think I got, I think my sister got me mine as a, a Christmas gift, but honestly you can get like a decent one for probably like 20 bucks. Like they're not a big deal. So that's my little list of things that I have been, you know, doing on the daily to really kind of help myself and, it really works for me. So now I'm going to get into some of the things that you guys suggested, which I think are awesome. Okay. So this one comes from Jen and Jules, um, which Jen is a supporter of the podcast and I just adore her. She's a sweetheart. And she said, I read and take time when the kids are in bed to be alone and self-reflect. Yes, girl. I do the same thing. Like I said, a lot of times at night, Manny will kind of sit downstairs and watch a show and I'll go upstairs and lay down because my back hurts. Um, and I'll either like read a book or sometimes I'll just, I'll just like turn everything off and just lay in bed and have some quiet time to myself before I actually go to sleep. And that's actually really nice. 
Um, I do occasionally like doing like a guided meditation on YouTube. Those are free. And if you do that, I would suggest putting in like your earbuds because I just feel like it kind of gets you in the headspace more. I, I, I really love that. And I don't know if that sounds kind of woo to other people, but guided meditation, I think is awesome. If you're the kind of person who can meditate on their own, great, go for it. But if you've never tried and you can do like a five minute one, if you've never tried it before, trying a, a quick guided meditation is awesome. My sister is really into ASMR and she listens to a ton of different ones. Logan actually has gotten into, he likes like the soap cutting ASMR. Um, those are very relaxing for some people. I can't really get into that, but the guided meditations are great. And if you find one that you like, or, you know, a person sharing them, they're free. Like it's definitely worth a shot, but that's a great one, especially for, for reading or like she said, just self-reflecting. Um, and this one comes from, Oh, that mom life, which I know this is Tamika. Um, she said scheduling our alone time with the hubby each week, which like I said, so important. I completely agree. And this, that she's saying every week, that's goals. I need to, <laughs> we need to work up two week. We're working on like monthly right now, maybe bi-monthly, but weekly would be best. Okay. And then this one comes from Tay Craggs, which I know that's Taylor. Um, she says balancing self-care between fun, relaxing, and she said in parentheses, night out, etc., and then necessary like workouts or sleep, etc. This really resonates with me because I, sometimes I feel like those, the nights out are, that, that to me is also self-care because I, 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 there was a time when I very rarely like went out with my girlfriends or had a, a night out with my friends. And those are things that are so important. Like just being with your people, that is also self-care. Like having, whether it's, you know, your, your friends who you're going to like go out and dance and have fun. Awesome. Or like just a couple weeks ago, I went over to my one friend's house. My friend, Jamie, she's been on the podcast. She, her son has autism. We have another friend, Monica. It's, we're kind of this tiny little tribe of moms, but we are, we all have a child with autism. We totally get each other. And we try to do like once a month, just kind of, maybe we'll go out. Sometimes we'll just, you know, hang out one of our houses and order Chinese food. And it's just lovely. And kind of like how she says, like balancing that between <laughs> going out or like getting sleep. I know on those nights, I'm probably gonna be tired the next day because I stayed over late and we drank wine or whatever. And I'm, I'm going to be tired, but they, that still like fills my cup that fills my soul. But then I also know the next night then it's like, okay, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to, you know, do what I have to do. Taylor mentions exercise, which is something I need to do. I'm not great at that, but definitely need to. Um, but I totally agree. Like she said, like balancing like the fun and the relaxing stuff between the necessary stuff. I think that is really good advice. Okay. And then this one comes from this exceptional life, which is Katie. She was the past guest on the pod. And she said, just trying to make everything that I have to do an experience rather than a chore. Yes. I love that. This is kind of what I was saying about just like shifting that perspective on things. There's so many things that we have to do every day. And like she said, they, they, they do kind of feel like a chore or a bore and they're not fun. But if you, if you do kind of shift your perspective on it and just tell yourself like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to look at this a little bit differently. You might end up feeling different about it. Or like I said, doing those things that are maybe not so fun in the moment, but you know, like in the back end, they're going to pay off. That is all really important. Okay, and then Jenna Cooper, who was another awesome listener, and stay tuned because we recorded an episode recently. She's going to be a guest soon. Um, she said, I run hot tub soak and get pedicures. 
And I told her when she sent me this, I was like, I do all that except for the running. So <laughs> good for you for running. That's awesome. But yeah, hot tub soak and pedicures. Those are, those are important things to do. Those things like make you feel wonderful. And I totally agree. Um, okay. Then Karma RS said yoga. It's been really hard to fit it in lately, but it really helps so much to practice three to four times a week. And I completely agree with this. I love yoga. Before all the craziness and the pandemic started, I had a little group of yoga friends in the neighborhood that we would go, not regularly enough necessarily, but we tried to go to class together and it was, it was really nice to, to just attend a class. And I, again, I love that meditation at the end. That's like my favorite part of yoga class, which is why I enjoy the guided meditation on my phone. Um, but I feel like yoga is so good for you. And if you've never done yoga, just try it. And now at home, my sister and I, and actually Liliana, we, we, we enjoy doing yoga and we, we do it again, not as regularly as we should, but it's something that we all really enjoy doing. And I feel such a benefit from, I was just telling my sister that I need to find a hot yoga studio like close to me. Cause I, I've done hot yoga in the past. And to me, that's honestly like my favorite workout because it's, it's so hard. And you, if it's your first time, you probably are going to feel like you have to throw up. But <laughs> when you get through the class, you just like sweat out everything and you just feel like cleansed from the inside out. It just, it's, it's, it's hard and it's really tough while you're doing it, but it's like, so it's so like restoring when you're done. And then like you take a hot shower and you just feel like you can like conquer the world. So I really would like to get back into hot yoga. That would be that's another goal of mine for sure. Um, and then last one, this is from my buddy Fred, who was on the podcast uh, more recently. And he said, personally, I like going to the gym and working out. Uh, and then he also had shared that, you know, making time for nights out with his wife and planning out dinners and stuff like that. So important. I totally agree. Again, people that go to the gym, I salute you. <laughs> I'm not someone who works out regularly. I have in the past. I need to get back into it just have not made it a priority. And I need to. Manny actually just recently started going back to the gym after a long hiatus. And I can tell how, how beneficial it is for him. He's just like, he, he feels better. And it's, it's such a, it's such an important thing. And I feel like I'm, I'm really starting, I'm getting to that point where I'm ready to do it because I, again, I'm, I'm taking my self-care more seriously. And that's such a huge part of self-care is, you know, working out. I do take like regular walks with the kids. That's pretty, pretty standard for us. Um, and like I said, trying to do the yoga at home, but I would like to have some type of routine where I am like being active in a way that I can keep up with. That is another goal I'm going to add to the list. Okay. This was a long one, but very important. And I, I really hope this helps. And if you have any other, you know, self-care things that you're doing, let me know. I'll share them. Um, but this is just what I'm doing. What's working for me again, biggest thing is just take care of your health and don't put it off. Don't neglect yourself, go to therapy, do all the things. And I know that sounds so overwhelming and hard, but it's like, start with just one thing. Cause I, I trust me guys, I get it. I get it so bad how overwhelming it can be and how many appointments, but it's like, that's, that's really when you need to do it the most is when you're overwhelmed. With the other things is you need to like step back and look at your self-care and think like, what am I doing for myself? And I just really hope this resonates and that, you know, you're listening and you hear me because I, I, I wish that I had taken it seriously before now, but I am now and that's all I can do. So 
that's all for today. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, love hearing from you guys. I love talking about self-care. It's something I talk about with you guys often. Like, I feel like I'm constantly messaging about like, oh, I'm working on this. And I, it's just, it's something that comes up all the time. So I'm really glad to do another episode about it. Um, and I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast and you would be so kind to leave a review, especially those on, on Apple Podcasts, those really help the show and they just make me really happy. <laughs> that's another thing that just fills my cup when I see a new review. Um, but I'm so appreciative. And again, they really just help kind of keep growing this community that I love so much. So that is all for now. And until next time, take care.